You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning, and welcome to the Rowan Report on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include a more intense strain of COVID is circulating the world, and a Cape May councilman has been arrested for cybercrimes. Here's your national news recap for the week of June 12th. Reports say Southwest Airlines is beginning to resume operations after a national ground stop went into effect Tuesday. In a tweet, the airline blames system issues. This is the latest problem for the Texas-based airline. A weather monitoring system went down Monday night for about three hours, and that caused delays. Southwest has not officially confirmed planes are in the air again, but several news outlets are reporting operations are back up and running. An abduction victim is recovered unharmed and the alleged kidnapper is dead, shot to death by law enforcement in Leona. WABC Eyewitness News is reporting police and the FBI were tipped off about the victim's location and executed a search warrant at a home in Leona at 6 a.m. on Wednesday. There was a confrontation and the suspect, believed to be armed, was shot and killed. The Supreme Court is again upholding the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, the decision was 7-2. to two. Justices said Republican-led states did not have the legal standing to bring the case. The high court did not rule on the merits of the landmark health care law. Governor Andrew Cuomo is helping kick off construction at the new National Urban League headquarters in Harlem. Cuomo notes this comes as we're just days away from the celebration of Juneteenth which recognizes the official end of slavery in America dating back to June 19th of 1865. The National Urban League was founded in New York City over 100 years ago, and this new building will feature a museum, affordable housing, office, and retail space. Cuomo also said in light of COVID-19 restrictions ending, it's important to get serious about the fight against gun violence, which he called a pandemic in its own right. The Supreme Court is siding with a Catholic adoption agency in a dispute with the city of Philadelphia over LGBTQ rights. NBC News legal analyst Pete Williams said the court ruled unanimously that Catholic social services should have been able to seek a religious exemption in the dispute. Philadelphia said, sorry, we're not renewing your contract to provide foster care services because you won't allow them to be uh, into the homes of same-sex parents. Philadelphia refused to let the group take part in the city's foster care program because it would not consider same-sex couples as prospective foster parents. Legal analysts view the ruling as very narrow and not a broad statement about LGBTQ rights. The fox involved in several New Jersey attacks over the past few weeks is testing positive for rabies. The infected animal is believed to have bitten three people before being killed by a victim's brother. 
All the victims were immediately treated for rabies, and the Ocean County Health Department says rabies infections in humans are extremely rare, with the CDC reporting between one and three infections annually. Residents are being reminded to stay vigilant during warmer months, keep homes animal-proof from potential carriers like raccoons, bats, and squirrels, and also make sure pets are vaccinated against rabies. SpaceX has successfully launched another GPS satellite into Earth's orbit for the U.S. Space Force. This is the 19th Falcon 9 launch this year and the company's fourth overall mission for the GPS program. This mission also marks the first Pentagon-approved flight with a used booster. Detroit police are investigating a drive-by shooting that left one man dead and another injured. The shooting happened on East Outer Drive near Mound Road Wednesday night around 9.30 on the city's east side. A 21-year-old man was driving his vehicle when another car pulled onto the side and someone began shooting. The driver was pronounced dead at the scene while a passenger is in critical condition. No arrests have been made and anyone with information related to the shooting can call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-SPEAK-UP and can remain anonymous. Iowa Republican Governor Kim Reynolds is signing the Back the Blue bill into law. The law makes rioting a felony instead of a misdemeanor. It also increases penalties for blocking roads and highways. The law also gives law enforcement more legal protection against misconduct lawsuits. Several other states, including Florida, Oklahoma, and Minnesota, have or are considering similar measures. Westchester County officials are setting up a drug and alcohol checkpoints ahead of the high school prom season. County Executive George Latimer says this type of enforcement works and helps to ensure prom memories are good ones. He notes while many proms are held off campus, the checkpoints are considered an extension of school grounds and fall under a zero-tolerance policy. Stop DWI Director Patricia Tomasi says given how different this year is amid coronavirus, there's more concern kids may drink at prom. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News Recap. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. Russian President Vladimir Putin is praising President Biden as professional following their summit in Geneva. Speaking to recent graduates, Putin noted Biden was well prepared for their talks. He dismissed the American portrayal of the U.S. president as absent-minded and rambling, saying, quote, he doesn't miss anything. However, he added Americans think there's nothing more important than themselves. The two leaders spent more than three hours discussing a wide variety of issues, including cybersecurity and nuclear arms control. Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. President Biden signed legislation creating the holiday during a ceremony at the White House. Juneteenth marks the actual end of slavery in the U.S. more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Biden said slavery took a terrible toll and was America's original sin. He added, quote, great nations don't ignore their most painful moments. Biden said acknowledging those moments helps the nation heal and grow stronger. Vice President Harris called Juneteenth a day of pride and a day of action in the ongoing struggle to achieve racial equality in the U.S. She noted that enslaved people helped build the White House. She said, quote, we have come far and have far to go. The legislation was passed by the House and Senate with unusual speed this week. The Juneteenth National Independence Day is the first new federal holiday that has been created in decades. The pride flag will not be flying over City Hall in Roseville. 
The city council voted 4-1 to one Wednesday night to essentially prohibit the pride flag on any government buildings. Roseville policy allows only the U.S., California, and city of Roseville flags to be displayed on city flagpoles. Roseville Mayor Krista Bernasconi said the council should not have to pick winners and losers for groups asking to have their flags displayed. She added the city has already created a rainbow-colored We Are Roseville banner to show the support for the LGBTQ community. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is downplaying reports of rifts among Democrats. We have in our party a common core, and that is we are here for America's working families. She told reporters that Democrats are not a lockstep rubber stamp party. She asked, quote, who would want to be a part of a party like that? Pelosi suggested Republicans are a lockstep rubber stamp party. She argued that Democrats respect differences of opinion. Governor Gavin Newsom is stepping up for small businesses in California. Newsom is expected to announce a $1.5 billion investment in COVID-19 relief grants, bringing the total to $4 billion. Earlier this year, the governor stepped in with a relief package, including a tax cut of more than $6 billion, the largest state small business tax cut in history. Continuing to highlight the state's full reopening, Governor Gavin Newsom will visit the local business owners in Almina County to highlight the state's support to bolster the economic recovery, including the largest small business relief program in the nation. Mayor de Blasio was not impressed with Wednesday night's debate involving eight Democrats looking to succeed him as New York City mayor. It's also a little painful to listen to candidates uh, call for any number of initiatives that we're already doing, which suggests they literally don't know what's going on. De Blasio said there has not been a clear enough vision by the candidates and called Wednesday night a wasted opportunity and uninspiring. De Blasio still has not made up his mind on who he is voting for in the race for mayor. Primary election day is next week. That was your political update. I'm Joel Vasquez. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. Osama bin Laden's niece is protesting the Biden-Putin summit with a large sign declaring Trump won. Video on Twitter shows Noor bin Laden on a boat with others on Lake Geneva yesterday, outside the summit between President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin. In the video, bin Laden is seen holding a sign pushing the unfounded claim that Trump won last year's election. Noor bin Laden is a vocal Trump supporter. Japan is going to new heights to pray for the pandemic to end. Workers put a 77-pound mask on a giant Buddhist statue. It took them three hours to carry the 17-foot-long pink net mask on ropes. Video shows them scaling up 187 feet and then draping it over the nose and mouth of the Goddess of Mercy. Officials say it'll stay up until coronavirus is under control in the country. A more infectious strain of the coronavirus is now circulating in 80 countries. The World Health Organization says research shows the Delta variant, which originated in India, is much more transmittable than previous strains. There's some evidence it caused a more severe infection, though more research is needed to make a conclusion on that front. The Delta strain now accounts for about 10% of the cases in the U.S., leading to concerns it could hit unvaccinated populations particularly hard. The men and women's singles finals at Wilmington will be played with full capacity at the center court. It'll be the first outdoor sporting event in the United Kingdom to host a full crowd since the start of the pandemic. Wilmington was canceled last year due to COVID. 
The prestigious tennis major will kick off June 28th. If Japan's government does not allow fans into the Tokyo Olympics, taxpayers could foot the cost. The Olympics are due to start July 23rd, and organizers will be forced to refund billions of yen to ticket holders if the ceremony isn't allowed to hold an audience. Because of this, the responsibility of the $800 million bailout could fall to Japanese taxpayers. A survey was taken by the Japanese newspaper showed 40% of people thought the Olympics would be postponed again, while 43% thought that the event should be outright cancelled. Foreign fans have already bared from the Olympics as most of the country, including Tokyo, remain under a state of emergency. I'm Victoria Baker and that was your international news. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. Prominent black leaders want an independent investigation of Ocean City Police. They say officers used excessive force when arresting two African-American teens for violating a vaping ordinance. They have not called for a boycott, but attorney Billy Murphy Jr. says everything's on the table, including legal action, and one teen has already reached out to him. Baltimore NAACP President Kobe Little wants elected officials to stand up and speak out against police brutality. Cell phone video of the recent arrest in the resort town Cell phone video of the recent arrest in the resort town shows police kneeling on a teen while he's on the ground and police used a taser on a teen who was vaping in a non-designated area. Ocean City Police are conducting an internal investigation. From Anthony Giatrino and Noah Cohen at NJ Advanced Media, a suspect involved in the kidnapping of a 17-year-old boy from Philadelphia was shot and killed by FBI agents recently at a home in Bergen County while the teen was found safe, officials said. FBI agents from field offices in Newark and Philadelphia tracked a suspect to an apartment in northwest Leonia, where a confrontation ensued as agents entered the residence at the Lakeview Apartments near Grand Avenue, according to authorities. During the confrontation, a male suspect was shot and killed by agents, the FBI said in a statement. The victim was not hurt and was in the custody of law enforcement, the FBI said. A video taken by a park goer shows a broken side railing at the Six Flags Great Adventure ride where two people were injured. The victims had to be hospitalized due to a mishap at the Log Flume ride. Noel Brown had his 4K camera when it happened, and he shot some footage that shows the broken side railing, although it's not clear if that played a role in the incident. Six Flags spokeswoman Kristen Fitzgerald says safety is the top priority and that the ride is undergoing a thorough inspection. Philadelphia city leaders have released their progress report on police reform. The initiative started a year ago, and Mayor Jim Kenney says that some things that took place during the protest, like the use of tear gas, wasn't exactly the best decision. More officers have received training on crisis intervention over the past year. Mayor Kenny and Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw both said that they have been reaching out to the community more to hear their input on police reform and transparency. A Monmouth County grand jury is indicting an Asbury Park man for the attempted murder of two teens. Prosecutors say 20-year-old Jaden Carter got into a fight outside of Asbury Park High School and eventually stabbed two male victims, ages 17 and 18. Carter faced up to 20 years in prison on the attempted murder charge, and would not be eligible for parole until he'd served 85% of his sentence under the No Early Release Act. Authorities in Bucks County say that a small black bear has been hit by a vehicle after multiple bear sightings. According to NBC10, the accident took place near the Branch Valley Fishing Game Club. It is believed that the bear was injured, but authorities are not 100% sure. People are being told to not approach a bear if you come across one. Delaware State Police are working to figure out why someone would steal tombstones from a cemetery. That's been the problem at St. Johnstown Cemetery in Greenwood. According to police, an employee has been noticing that some of the oldest tombstones have been coming up missing over the last couple of weeks. Authorities say that around seven or eight tombstones were stolen. Anyone with information about this should call Delaware State Police. 
from Chris Sheldon at NJ Advanced Media, a Cape May councilman was arrested recently after he was accused of harassing and stalking an ex-girlfriend, authorities said. Christopher Bizer, 43 of Cape May, was charged with an invasion of privacy, cyber harassment, stalking, and contempt of court, according to a statement from the Cape May County Prosecutor's Office. Court records show the invasion of privacy charge involves an allegation he knowingly disclosed intimate or sexual material of a person without their consent. Bizar, who was also a realtor, was arrested following an investigation into the alleged cyber harassment of the woman, who was not identified, the office said. He was processed and lodged in the Cape May County Correctional Facility pending court proceedings. I'm Sam Malin, and that was your local news. I'm Jason Joseph, covering your Rowan News. Rowan University is lifting the mask mandate for vaccinated students and employees. As of June 14th, anyone in the Rowan community that has been fully vaccinated is allowed to ditch the mask indoors as long as they have the proper documentation uploaded to the student vaccine incentive form. Unvaccinated students and faculty will still be required to wear a mask indoors and will be asked to participate in regular testing towards the end of the summer. People may still choose to wear a mask whenever they please if that makes them feel more comfortable. I'm Jason Joseph, and that is your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the sports world. Starting off in the NBA, LaMelo Ball is your 2020-2021 NBA Rookie of the Year after edging out the second-leading vote-getter in Anthony Edwards by a margin of 156 points. Tyrese Halliburton of the Kings finished in third place with a slim 114 points in his favor. In other news from around the NBA, the title contender Phoenix Suns made quick work of their second-round opponent in the Denver Nuggets after sweeping them in just four short games. While this is terrific news for the franchise, it came at a huge price. Just shortly after the Suns eliminated the Nuggets, news broke that their star point guard Chris Paul had tested positive for COVID-19 and was immediately ruled out indefinitely after being placed into COVID-19 protocol. The timetable for the veteran point guard is still unclear as the Suns do not yet have their third-round opponent lined up due to the active series between the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. Moving on to the MLB. Major League Baseball announced on Tuesday that umpires and on-field officials will begin to crack down on the use of foreign substances by starting and relief pitchers. The MLB plans to implement mandatory evaluations of every pitcher that enters a ballgame until this problem is resolved. Relief pitchers are subject to evaluation at the end of the inning in which they entered the game or when they are taken out of the game, whichever comes first. Violators of this newly implemented guidance will be subject to a paid 10-game suspension effective immediately, barring a successful appeal from the violator himself. In other news from around the MLB, Mets ace Jacob deGrom exited his second straight start due to shoulder soreness on Wednesday night. The Mets and their fans have shown heavy concern, but deGrom went on the record to say that he is quote-unquote confident that this is nothing. The Mets and DeGrom will continue to monitor the situation as the season progresses. With that being said, the Mets may want to consider giving DeGrom a few starts off in order to fully recover from this injury. Once again, my name is Danny Ryan, and this has been your news from around the sports world. Hello, I am Megan Stuck.
Leckler with your Roe Report business update. Stocks are flat Thursday as investors have a few things on their minds. Among them is the announcement Thursday morning from the Labor Department that revealed 412,000 Americans filed initial claims for jobless benefits last week. It's the first jump in claims in six weeks. Investors are also still digesting Wednesday's news from the Federal Reserve. The central bank isn't changing interest rates, but it does expect higher inflation. Officials also hinted at rate hikes beginning in 2023, and at the opening bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average and S&P 500 were flat, while NASDAQ was slightly down. Companies interested in advertising in next year's Super Bowl may want to start saving up. Mark Mayfield tells us why. Variety reports that NBC is putting a price tag of $6 million on a 30-second commercial during the big game. Additionally, the broadcaster is reportedly informing those who are looking to advertise in a prime slot that they also have to purchase spot times for the Beijing Winter Olympics, which are set to take place the same year. Super Bowl 56 kicks off on February the 13th, 2022. I'm Mark Mayfield. Here's Larry Olson with the latest technology news. A report says Apple considered a plan to launch its own subscription-based healthcare service. Wall Street Journal says the service linked data generated by Apple devices with virtual and in-person care provided by Apple doctors. The idea was conceived in 2016, but is stalled as Apple focuses its healthcare efforts on the watch, Apple Health, and other products and services. Apple CEO Tim Cook has said that health will be one of Apple's greatest contributions to humanity, so in theory, the primary health service idea is not dead. Facebook is trying to slow down toxic conversations with a new tool that allows moderators to restrict comments on posts for a set period of time or limit all new comments on specific posts. There's also now conflict alerts, which proactively alert group admins there are unhealthy conversations going on. Atari is out with a partially retro console modeled after the Atari 2600 that is now available on their site and at Best Buy. It's got a built-in selection of 100 retro games and costs $300. Tech Report, Larry Olson, NBC News Radio. The World Bank says it can't help El Salvador get set up to use Bitcoin. A spokesman said Wednesday that environmental and transparency shortcomings prevent the World Bank from assisting the Central American nation in implementing the digital currency. The spokesman said in an email, the World Bank is committed to helping El Salvador in numerous ways, including currency transparency and regulatory processes. Soccer star Christian Ronaldo is being linked to a dip in Coca-Cola's market value. Brian Shook has the details. Portugal's captain was at a press conference Monday in Hungary when he moved two Coke bottles away from him. He then showed a bottle of water and said in Portuguese, water. Not long after, Coca-Cola's market value dropped by $4 billion. The beverage company is an official sponsor of the Euro 2020 tournament, which was delayed this year because of the pandemic. Coca-Cola said everyone is entitled to their drink preferences. I'm Brian Shook. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searle. Disney Plus is changing up the release day for some of its original content. Streamer says original episodes will now drop on Wednesdays instead of Fridays beginning next month. That applies to all series types including scripted, unscripted, and animated. However, Disney Plus original movies will still premiere on Fridays. The Kardashians had a reunion special one week after their series came to an end. 
The reality show Keeping Up with the Kardashians ended last week after 14 years and 20 seasons following the Kardashian family members through marriages, children, and divorces. The two-part reunion special covered at least 20 seasons featuring Kim, Khloe, and Kourtney Kardashian as well as Kendall, Kylie, and Kris Jenner. Carnegie Hall is ready to play music again. The legendary New York Concert Hall plans to reopen in October after being closed for 19 months due to the pandemic. The new season's program will be scaled down to about 90 performances. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are sparking marriage rumors. This comes after the couple, along with their three-year-old daughter Stormy, attended the 72nd annual Parsons Benefit in New York. While Scott was accepting the Parsons Table Award, he said, Wifey, I love you so much. However, some fans noticed Scott used to call Keeping Up With Kardashian star Wifey when they first were linked years ago. The infamous home where Charles Manson followers murdered a supermarket executive and his wife in 1969 has been sold for more than $1 million. TMZ is reporting that the home in the L.A. area was purchased by an anonymous buyer for roughly $1.8 million, far less than the original $2.2 million asking price. Manson's followers linked Lino LeBlanca and his wife Rosemary in the house one night after they killed actress Sharon Tate and four others at another L.A. home. Hollywood legend Rita Moreno is defending Lin-Manuel Miranda after his movie In the Heights received backlash. The movie, based on the Tony-winning musical, is about residents living in Manhattan's largely Dominican neighborhood and has been criticized for its lack of Afro-Latino representation. Marina worked with Miranda recently on her new documentary and defended him on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert Tuesday night. She told Colbert, it seems like you can never do it right and they're attacking the wrong person. She added that she was proud to have Miranda produce her documentary. Bob Dylan is returning to the stage next month for his first live performance since the pandemic. Fans can catch the show from the comfort of their own homes since his comeback will be virtual. Shadow Kingdom will be Dylan's first ever streaming performance and will air on Veeps on July 18th. Tickets for the webcast are on sale and the performance will be available to purchase for two and a half days afterwards. Few details have been released about the show, but the announcement says Dylan will perform songs from his extensive body of work. Nick Cannon and Abby De La Rosa are now proud parents to twins. The couple announced on Instagram that children Zion and Zillion Cannon were born on June 14th. Nick Cannon now has six children, two with ex-Mariah Carey and two with ex-Britney Bell. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.